You're listening to A Sunday Kind of Love, a podcast best listened to on a cozy Sunday afternoon, curated with love and deep intention, sessions to expand and pull you closer to who you are and what you deeply crave. It's time to live a life that is meaningful, full of purpose, and feels just right. It's up to us. It's up to us. Hello and welcome back to my show. You're listening to A Sunday Kind of Love, and I'm your host, Stephanie Johnston. So, like I've said before, I usually do these episodes with what I've been feeling throughout the week, or if my intuition tells me that I need to talk about a certain topic, I will. I also love getting inspiration from the people I know who are listening. So if you ever do feel like there's something you want me to cover, please send me a message. And anyways, today I just was like, I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about. It was just one of those. And I texted my sister. I just said, hey, girl, do you have any suggestions for my podcast topic this week recording tonight? And she goes, I was thinking about this. And I thought, what about how the things that bring you joy pay attention? Because joy is where your purpose is. And I love that. I really love that. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to definitely use her advice. And I'm going to talk about something that I've really been into for the last... I would say two years, I've found a lot of joy in spending time in the kitchen. I have never really been somebody who you'd consider a chef or even a cook for that matter. It's always kind of the running joke that if Stephanie's coming to the potluck, what's she going to bring? She'll probably bring um, coleslaw. <laughs> I have my famous goddess coleslaw. That's what I call it. And it's made with beautiful purple cabbage. And I put mayonnaise and avocados and some sesame seeds or pumpkin seeds. It's very, very beautiful. But it's definitely my staple item. I'm not really known as a chef. But lately, I've been spending time in the kitchen. Very beautifully, too. Very much enjoying and seeing my own self grow and expand and just become more efficient and just believing in myself more, cooking creative meals and enjoying it. So this happened, like I said, about two years ago when I received a cookbook for my birthday. It was the Oshi Glows cookbook, and I really wanted it because friends that I really love their cooking and they do meal prep and everything they inspired me to get that book because they said the recipes are very very healthy and they are quick and it's with a lot of ingredients that you already have so that really got me started and I really got into this wonderful habit or I should say ritual of Sunday meal prep so sitting down with my coffee in the morning at my table 
and just with my grocery list and the Oshi Glows book, choosing my recipes, writing out what ingredients I will need to pick up, going out, picking them up, and creating a few meals for the week. That feels really empowering for me to have something prepared instead of always running and grabbing something on the go, which is my natural way of being. It's very empowering to switch that and say, no, I'm going to create something for me and the people in my life. I find a lot of joy in it. So joy is when you're doing something that brings you joy, it's like time kind of doesn't exist. You're having fun, you're finding pleasure in the moment, and you're just really enjoying it and you get excited to do it. There's many things that bring me joy and cooking is one of them. So pay closer attention to your fantasies. When I was a kid, we had two channels, CBC and one other channel. And there were two shows that me and my sister would watch. And I mean, don't get me wrong. We had a great childhood. It was fantastic. We literally grew up in the country, five acres of land with lots of woods, always something to do. My mom would make us homemade breads and beautiful homemade dinners. And we were a very happy, happy family. Me, my sister, my dad, and my mom, we'd really enjoy conversing around the table after each meal. So on the weekends, our breakfasts would usually last till about noon because we'd just be sitting around chatting. And that's a beautiful thing to do. TV was something that we actually didn't really have, except for the two channels. So I would watch The Urban Peasant, which is a cooking show that I can't wait to talk about. And I would also watch a lot of Family Matters. So all of you 80s kids, if you remember Steve Urkel, (laughs) that was what we would watch, those two shows. I remember the feeling I got when I would watch The Urban Peasant back then. It was like I went into this dream state when I'd watch it. I really admired his kitchen. It was a beautiful loft with a brick wall, open concept kitchen. The lighting was perfect. The sounds, the music that played, like it was kind of jazzy. It always seemed like he was creating with wholesome, beautiful ingredients and he was having a dinner party, like an intimate dinner party that night. It's That was the vibe. It was like he was preparing for his guests to arrive. It was very enchanting for me as a kid to watch that show. And I was discussing this with my sister the other day as we were reminiscing. And uh, I was talking about how lately I'm so into cooking shows. And I said, remember we used to watch The Urban Peasant? So I decided to look up some of his old shows on YouTube. I'm very grateful for the internet for that purpose, being able to look up whatever I want to look up and to rewatch things if I need to learn or grow or review. Very grateful for that. 
as much as I bash technology, it's actually really great for some things. Anyways, so I went back and I watched an episode of The Urban Peasant, which turned into a few more because I really enjoyed it. And I realized that, well, no wonder I felt how I felt when I watched it. I always felt very calm and very stimulated when I'd watch that show and inspired. So when I looked back and watched a recent episode, I noticed how you know, as the intro to the show would roll in. So, you know, there, it shows, it's playing jazz music. It shows James Barber, who's the chef of the show in Granville Island market, getting fresh seafood and vegetables and fruit and walking to his studio with a baguette in hand and walking up the outside stairs to his brick loft so that's the beginning of it. And then when you watch the show itself, it's not like most cooking shows where I find a lot of cooking shows are very left brain, like very, this is how to do it. Whereas the urban peasant, the way he does it is he really brings in that joy element that I feel when I cook. And it's things like having just everything just what you need out and working in a beautiful space a clean space it shows a little bit of his apartment with his his plants and you can see his dining room table in the back with a big lantern over top of it in his episode I noticed there's candles flickering um you know there's a lot of beautiful little elements in it visually that I love and then audibly as well he has some ASMR in his shows like I didn't even know it was a thing when I would watch it but looking back it's like yeah so when I watched these lately the sounds are really heightened so if he's sharpening his knife you really hear that sound of him sharpening his knife if you hear the water boiling it's really heightened yeah just the sounds of the kitchen I love that. It's great. And I love to experience that in my own kitchen. Like when I'm cooking, it's definitely not fast. It's very almost sensual, I guess. It's very sensual. It's like I have my jazz on if I'm listening to jazz that night, which I've really loved doing lately, or just some chill music of some sort, whatever I'm in the mood for. And I usually will have a tea or a wine or a nice big thing of water, but I have like a beverage that I'm enjoying and I'm just having fun in the kitchen and I'm noticing the sounds and I'm noticing the efficiency of having everything that I need out. And it's, it's a meditative almost. It's very meditative for me. Anyways, when I rewatched that urban peasant show, I noticed that he also really describes things and makes you feel like you can cook as well, which I appreciate. He tells you little tips and tricks and that is very great for if you're spending your time watching something, if you can be delighted by your senses as well as you learn something, it's great. And I love watching cooking shows because I feel like as I watch them, they're very, very relaxing 
And by watching, I feel like my subconscious is taking in all of the ways that you can be empowered in your kitchen. So all of the little tips and tricks and combinations and just, I love watching people own it in the kitchen. I think it's because I always believed I couldn't. Another show I've really been loving is called Nadia's It's Time to Eat. It's on Netflix. And I don't love her ingredients per se, but I really love the empowerment watching the show gives me. She's a goddess in the kitchen, literally. So her thing is she has kids and a husband and her thing is that everybody is living really busy lives and we want to be able to still provide beautiful meals for people we love and for ourselves. So that's what her show is based on. It's really easy, quick meals, but she does so in a way that she's really owning it. So like I said, the ingredients may not be exactly what I would choose, but I still watch episode after episode to the point that Netflix says, are you still watching? And I take notes and I have tried a few of her recipes and I find it very empowering. I have other people I know who I've recommended the show to, and they also feel the same, like watching it really empowers them. So like I said, it's a great thing to do when you're relaxing. When you don't know what you want to watch, put a cooking show on. It's very good, especially if you love the sounds of the kitchen. So next, because I told you that I am not really a natural in the kitchen, but I've been on the journey of really growing and accepting myself as, hey, no, I can cook and just noticing the ways that I've grown. Some of the things I've learned, I just want to share with you. It's nothing big, just a few little things that I've learned from some of my foodie friends. So keep your nuts and seeds in your refrigerator. I didn't know that, but it's a very good tip. It helps keep them and they don't go rancid that way. So do that. Keep your, keep only the spices that you use. Like, you know, so many of us have cupboards full of spices of things that we've had since we moved in that are just taking up space. We don't use them. They're dried out. I learned that these things expire too. So, you know, be mindful and really love and use the spices in your cupboards and make it beautiful. So put your pantry goods in beautiful jars. You don't really need to go out and buy anything if you don't want to. You could use beautiful mason jars and, you know, that gives you that beautiful sound when you're cooking as well. Hold on. I brought a mason jar with lentils in it. <laughs> so yeah, that's the sound of a mason jar with a beautiful intentional spoon. It's a copper spoon. Um, it's about a tablespoon and it has a beautiful white marbly rock looking handle on it. It's very beautiful. So that in itself brings me a lot of pleasure having my ingredients that I use exactly where I know they are 
and getting that beautiful sound effect every time I use it, as well as the beautiful visual effect of using it. And then, of course, enjoying the taste and the, well, just how much I feel like a boss of my life when I have stuff prepared that is actually good for me that I created. And even better if it's with ingredients that we've grown. Um, you know, plant some herbs, plant some tomatoes, plant some peppers, even if it's just in pots. How amazing to grow your own food, cook with your own food, create your own recipes. And like I said, watching cooking shows, you start to really get a feel for the combinations of things, but also trust yourself and your intuition. I wrote something down. So when I was watching the urban peasant earlier, he was adding vinegar to something and he said, he described vinegar as it adds contrast. So he described it as it adds contrast, like black and white photography, right? So think of that with your flavors as well. Um, just what does it need and what kind of contrast can I create? I think a really good chef creates a lot of flavors on your palate at once. It's like sensory overload. Um, so how can you create that? Just be playful and have fun with it. And there is a lot of guidance out there, but just have fun and accept that you are a cook. And even if you're not, give it a try. I don't mean to make you all cook. And many of you probably are cooks already. I'm just trying to bring in that sensory feeling of being in the kitchen. Just like any topic, food is really, there's so much to know about it. So, you know, start it's so fun to look into the benefits of, of food and where did it come from and how did it get here and all of that. Like, It is a rabbit hole, but it's nice to really be more intentional with what we're eating. Another show I've been loving is Restaurants on the Edge, it's called. And I really like it because I think, again, it brings out that sensory detail of there's basically it's a chef from Riverview his name is Dennis Prescott there is a designer and a restaurateur so three of them they basically tour around and they help restaurants who aren't doing so well so it's kind of like a makeover of the space and the designer really does consider how they want to feel in the space and she draws on the area and brings a lot of nature in I really like her. And Dennis, he kind of looks at the menu. They try the food, how they're serving it. And then he creates new ideas for them based on a lot of the local food in the area. And then the restaurateur helps with the customer service side. So he may go through reviews of you know, really bad ratings that have come in or he'll just talk about customer service. And it's a really great show. I enjoy it. It may be because I've had so many years of being in the restaurant industry. Like I started working at a coffee shop when I was a teenager and 
from there, I started serving in restaurants and I stayed many years in these restaurants. So I really got a nice understanding of everything involved in it. So that show, really, I enjoy it. It's another one of those that Netflix asks, am I still watching? And I say yes. But yeah, I think if we can set up our kitchens in a way that it is set up in a way that makes sense, taking out the stuff that is just taking up space, like things like kitchen gadgets, they can be great or they can just be clutter. It just paring down to what we need and being mindful of what could make our task easier. So it may mean disposing or donating, I should say, certain items that we never use, but paying attention to what items could make our job easier and more effortless. So, you know, some of the things that I'll definitely want to pick up are a knife shape, like a knife sharpener. And I did purchase a like a little grater for zesting my lime and my lemon and my orange. I picked up a smaller um, strainer so that I don't have to use my big one every time. I can just use my small one if I'm rinsing ingredients. These are probably things that you all have. I'm, like I said, just kind of awakening to being a goddess in the kitchen. But yeah, pay attention to the kitchen, how it's set up. Is it efficient? And like my good friend says, she says, always start any job with a clean slate, a clean space. Don't be working around all of the things. Start with a clean space. Okay, so let's do a little bit of reflection to empower us in this topic. My first question for you is how do you feel in your kitchen? How do you feel in your kitchen? You can write it out, get it on paper. That's the way to heal it if it needs healing. Or you can just think about it as well. Shine some awareness on it. How do you feel in your kitchen? Do you feel like you have a workspace that you can work efficiently in? Do you feel you have the right ingredients to create things with? How do you currently feel in your kitchen? Next, I want to ask you, is there any way that you can improve it right now? So in what ways can you improve your kitchen space right now? I have a few ideas as you write. You could go through your refrigerator, go through all of the expired products. You could paint your cupboards. 
or paint the inside of your cupboards to give it that fresh feel. You could clear off your countertops. Get rid of everything that is just kind of sitting there from when people walk in the door. I know that happens a lot. It's hard to control the households, you know, so if you can um, maybe create a basket or something where you tell people, if you drop anything here, your stuff will just be in the basket if I've moved it to create space for my cooking. You know, say it nicely, of course. There's always a way to say it gently. What else, what other ways can you improve your kitchen? Maybe replacing that Teflon pan for a cast iron or a copper. Put it on the wish list. It's not stuff you have to do right away, but it's fun to have an end goal in mind. It's fun to fantasize about creating a kitchen that just feels great. So a few more moments of writing on that question. My next question, going back to those ASMR vibes, tell me your favorite sounds of the kitchen. What are your favorite sounds of the kitchen? Is it the coffee grinder grinding the beans? Is it the milk frother frothing the milk for your latte? Is it the sound of onions in the frying pan? Like a crackle. What are your favorite kitchen sounds? And if you want to go a little further, what are your favorite smells of the kitchen? Maybe the smell of your favorite meal or baked bread. I always said if that smell that when you walk into a bakery, whatever that is, I want. <laughs> what is that? That smell, it's just so delightful when you walk into a bake shop. Thank you for participating in the reflection practice. It's so nice having you here every week. And I would love to see your favorite sounds or favorite smells of the kitchen. So please share with me if you can. I would love to see them. You can just take a picture of them and tag me in your stories or just send me a DM. I would love to hear and it might give me some inspiration for some future things I'm creating that involve ASMR. That's a little fantasy of mine. I want to really start creating ASMR sounds, videos. If you are into that, I want you to recommend an account. It's called It Splits. If you ask me, she's the queen of ASMR. Really good. Very aspirational. I hope that this week you find joy in the simple pleasures that you feel empowered in your kitchen. 
and that you take the time to choose the perfect playlist that pairs just right with the experience that you're experiencing. It's all of those little details that create a beautiful and memorable experience. So I will see you next week and thank you again for being here. Till next time. If you'd like to help me grow, you can leave me a rating on whatever platform you're listening to or share it with someone who needs it. And you can find me at thegoddessgatherings.ca. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.